all the time for us. Uh, It's good to have good people that worship when they play music. There's a difference in musicians and then people that are worshipers. And we're so grateful for this team of worshipers up here. We love you guys. So I gave you about two and a half minutes to turn your expectors on. Are you guys ready for tonight? Barbara has been with us for a long time. We love her. She is a blessing to us. If you let her, she'll be a blessing to you. Would you please put your hands together for Miss Barbara White? Thank you so much. Well, praise God. It's good to be at healing school. No other place I'd rather be tonight. My heart is full of what I believe God is going to minister to us. Um, I just depend on the Holy Ghost, and I'm sure you do too. And he's wonderful, the Holy Spirit, how he will reveal Jesus, reveal the word, reveal our covenant, and everything that belongs to us in that covenant. You know, God works in atmospheres. And where there's this good anointed praise and worship, there's an atmosphere of expectancy. There's an atmosphere where God can do miracles, and he longs to do miracles for his people and to manifest his healing power in your life. Amen. Well, I'm going to stop and do a commercial. You don't mind if I do a commercial tonight, do you? <laughs> Since it's Author's Day, I, um, I just want to draw your attention to a couple of books, the last two books that I had published. And one of them is called Job's Jeopardy. Now, doesn't, doesn't that remind you of the game show? <laughs> well, um, there is so, there's been so much misunderstanding on poor old Job. Poor, sick old Job. And people think they're like Job, and people have all kinds of ideas about Job, and they just get locked into this religious uh, belief about Job, and they don't see it as a book as God has left it for us to study and to understand. So this deals with um, the fear factor, ignorant accusations, how God chastens us, uh, do we receive comfort or condemnation, and also recovery time when you've been under attack. So I just recommend that you pick one of these books up tonight, um, um, back at the table. But my latest book, oh, I've been working on this for seven years, is called Our Love Journey. And this is Gordon and my story. And um, it, I do I tell some nitty-gritty things. Uh, I tell how we met it's a beautiful love story because Gordon and I had, had the greatest love between us because we love Jesus, first of all. And um, God supernaturally brought our lives together one day in London, England, and called us to preach the gospel. And I, re- I uh, tell of miracles. I tell of all the nations that God sent us to, nations on six continents. So it's full of faith. And young people, I recommend you get this book. Because if you're starting out as a young person, maybe you're getting married, uh, you're seeking God for his plan in your life, there's wisdom in this book that I have, uh, as God gave Gordon and I wisdom, I also wrote about it in this book. So end of commercial, okay? So remember to visit um, the book table afterwards. And, of course, there's a couple other books on there. One is on grief, navigating through the maze of grief. If, 
you've lost a loved one, God gave me this word to help uh, those to move on in their life. I've been a widow now for four years. And I can testify that the Spirit of God, the greater one who lives in me, and the Word of God that dwells in me, just lifted me up, and he just propelled me through every season after that time when my dear Gordon went to heaven. He was promoted, and he'd never want to come back here. But I'm going to go to him one day after a long, strong, useful life for Jesus. Amen? Praise God. Because it's healing school, of course, we're going to um, cover some things about healing. You know, the subject of healing is so inexhaustible. When when Gordon and I first started coming to this church, it was 2003. We'd come home off the mission field, traveling to the nations, and we were looking for a good church, and the Lord said to come here. And uh, I remember Pastor Mike... I was about that time he started healing school. Maybe it was a bit before, but around that time. So he, uh, he said he was, going to te- he was going to have healing school until Jesus came back. I thought, praise God. Why don't all the churches have healing school? Amen? You know, if, if we ever wonder why... We're not seeing healings and manifestations of God's miracle-working power. It's because the Word is not being taught on healing. You know, you just get a little smidging here and there, a little reference to, well, God can heal today, but we're not quite sure. Let me tell you, folks, you have a storehouse of information coming from this pulpit through your pastor. And you need to embrace the the teaching that you hear. You need to become what I call fully persuaded. And that's what I'm going to minister on tonight, is being, as a believer, are we fully, fully persuaded? Praise God. We may be, um, I was thinking today about, in Acts 26 and verse 27, King Agrippa made a statement to the Apostle Paul when he was on trial, and he said, Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost, but that wasn't good enough because it didn't do a thing in the world for him. And then in Romans 14 and 4, Paul says, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. So that refers not only fully persuaded in our spirit, but fully persuaded in our thoughts, having a mind that's renewed to what God's word says, and be fully persuaded. We're all responsible for being fully persuaded that the word of God is true. The word of God has the power in it to bring about everything that we need in this life. Hallelujah. Then about... um, Abraham in Romans 4 and verse 21. It says, And being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. This is what it's all about. When we're fully persuaded, we know that without a doubt in our heart that God is going to bring it to pass, no matter how long it takes. You know, that good fight of faith that we get involved in, There is a time of manifestation, folks. 
there's a time when God shows us and reveals to us, uh, it's yours, it's being manifested, praise God. And then in uh, Philippians, this is just a laying a foundation here. Philippians 2 and verse 13, it says, For it is God which worketh in you. Say, God's working in me. Amen. Say it again. God is working in me. Now listen, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Oh, what pleasure it gives the Father and the Holy Ghost and Jesus the Word to manifest his divine promises to us. They've been given to us. They are yes and they are amen. Amen. Now I'm going to read from Romans 8, 35, 37, 38, and 39. Paul says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? But nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I am persuaded, Paul said, that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I would say that is a very comprehensive list of things that the enemy could use against us, but Paul said, I know, I'm persuaded. Not one of these things can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Then what does it mean to be persuaded? I looked this up. Persuaded means to be convinced or swayed from one opinion to the opinion held by another. Do you remember the time when you weren't so sure about healing? Do you remember the time when you didn't know about divine healing, that it was... It was Included in your covenant promises. But one day, the Holy Ghost convinced us, revealed to us, because he is the revealer of truth, he convinced us that healing belongs to us today. Amen. It belongs to us now. Praise God. And it it brings that assurance that conviction, that confidence within our spirits, then we're not going to let it go. Nothing is going to, we're not going to turn loose of what we know is the will of God for our lives and for our bodies. Amen. So the Holy Spirit has convinced us that the word of God is true and we can, we can depend on what the word says regardless of our circumstances regardless of sickness, pain, and physical symptoms in our body. You know, pain and and symptoms can just shout out to us and, and try to divert our attention off the Word of God. And when we get to the place that we can just ignore these things and say, no, the Word's working. The Word's working. Now, body, you just shut up. Pain, you just shut up. You just be quiet. You just desist in trying to have the authority in my body. The word of God is a healing word. The word of God is, will act like, and it does act like, medicine to our flesh. 
You know, that's a revelation, isn't it? Proverbs 4, 23. The word of God is health, healing, or medicine to all of our flesh. Isn't that good news? Praise God. And um, so there was a time that we didn't know that healing belonged to us today. And so often there is a learning, there's a transition time from the time we begin to hear about healing until the time that we're fully persuaded, we're fully convinced, and we get the manifestation in our bodies. It's, it's a time where we just need to just take hold of that word and, and just get our minds renewed. Get our minds renewed and think God's thoughts because if you're going to think God's thoughts, you're going to talk God's thoughts. If you're going to talk God's thoughts, you're going to think God's thoughts. And that will be your meditation day and night. And um, the more we hear the word of God and continue to hear and meditate on what we hear, faith rises in our hearts. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. I recall my very first experience of receiving a healing in my body. I was about five or six years old, living in eastern Canada, and I came down with whooping cough. Now, a lot of children get this, but they don't get it now because, uh, you know, they have vaccinations against it. Uh, but I had whooping cough, and it's, it's, it can be a serious disease. Well, what did my Pentecostal mother do? She was an evangelist before she married my father, and she helped pioneer churches in eastern Canada. So what did she do? She called for the people in the, in the little Pentecostal church to come and to pray for me. Now, I don't remember them coming, but I do remember them praying for me. And you know, within one day... Every symptom of whooping cough left my body. Now, don't tell me that that has an effect on a six-year-old. I remember that. I totally remember God healing me that day. So thank God that I experienced it. And you know, your children, your grandchildren need to be exposed to the power of God and let them know Jesus is the healer. Hallelujah. So um, Paul declared, and we're going to go over these things that I read about, the things that can't separate us from the love of God. Paul declared nothing could separate him from the love of God in Christ Jesus. He had the Holy Spirit revelation that, um, because he wrote about it in Colossians 2, 14 and 15, you need to, to write that down and look it up. It says that... Um, Paul had this revelation, and because he had the revelation, and he wrote it in the New Testament, we have the revelation that Satan was whipped at the cross. God made a show of him, triumphing over the power of the devil and all his demons. And he was whipped at the cross. He was brought to nothing. So when you say nothing, what does nothing doesn't it mean a big zero? He's, Satan has been brought to zero. And another translation says that he was disarmed. Satan was disarmed. He was paralyzed. And he was stripped of his power. Now that's good news to somebody who's sick. That's good news to somebody who's poor. Amen. Somebody who has lack in their life. That Satan has been brought to nothing. 
Now, what does the word nothing mean? I mean, this is very, this is very uh, fundamental. It means no thing. It means not anything, not one thing. And it means no circumstance. Hallelujah. No circumstance can stop us from receiving our healing. Nothing. Amen. And then Paul went on and he, well, what are the circumstances that can so easily affect us? It's pain, number one. I mentioned that. Pain can so easily affect us if we're not grounded in the truth of God's word. And then the medical diagnosis, you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, well, you've got this and this and this, and we're going to have to do this and this, and we're going to prescribe all this medicine for you. And you know what? You can be very affected by that. We've all been affected by that. But thank God, when we, have, when we are so grounded in the truth of God's word, we say, no devil, no diagnosis, no doctor's report is going to affect me. I've got inside information. You know, maybe you're tempted to say that to your doctor. Well, I got inside information. <laughs> he won't know what you're talking about, but... Anyway, we have to use wisdom when we're talking to doctors, not unless they're Christian doctors and they know what we're talking about. And then any sickness or any disease, I mean, you just name a disease and and fear can just rise up within you. Fear can just raise its ugly head and you think, oh no, oh no, that ran in our family. I remember grandma had this. Auntie had that, and uncle had this and that, but you got to stop and say, no, the curse, we're not under the curse. Jesus took the curse of the law. He took every sickness, every disease, everything that you can name in Deuteronomy 28, and then it says in one of the verses, I think it's 63, it says that um, even every disease that's not named under the curse there's a lot of new diseases in this last century. It wouldn't be named in the Bible, but it's included in the Bible. Now get hold of that, folks. Don't, be, don't allow fear to dominate you when names come up of certain diseases. Don't let the devil, you know, cause you to, to bowl over and think, oh, no, what am I going to do? Grab hold of this word. Take hold of the word of God and declare it with your mouth and meditate in your heart and just declare the truth because when we know the truth and we walk in the truth and we declare it with our mouth and we say what God says, the truth makes us truly free. I know some people say, well, it's, he sets us free and there's truth there too. But I like it. I like the, where it says that he makes us free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We have been made free by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's shouting time, folks. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. And then there's death. You know, sickness is such a stealer. The a robber, it, it robs us of our health. It robs us of our finances. It robs us of our time, and it even affects our relationships. 
There's nothing good about sickness. And if you're listening to some preacher who says to you, well, God's got some mysterious reason, he's teaching you a lesson through these symptoms and sicknesses on your body. Baloney to that because God is not teaching you with sickness and disease. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is teaching us what the Word says. With his stripes we were healed. Hallelujah. So if, if there's anything that looks like death is impending, you take authority over that. Praise God. And then life, our natural life here on the earth has challenges and will try to separate us from the blessings. That means if we allow it to. You know, I sure appreciate the teaching we get here on the authority of the believer. Don't you appreciate that? Because there's just thousands and thousands of Christians who know nothing about their authority. They're just sitting ducks. And everything that comes down the pipeline, everything that knocks at their door or, or tries to invade their body, they just, they just accept it. They sign for it, but not us, church. We're not signing for these things. Hallelujah. Uh, I, you know, I'm convinced that the love of God triumphs over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, dark rulers in the heavenlies, and there is nothing in our present or our future circumstances that can weaken his love. Nothing. There's nothing. There's no power above us. There's no power beneath us. There's no little devil, high devil, whatever you want to call them. They're really brought to nothing. But they try to exert themselves and make, them, make themselves really important. But they're not important. You know who's important? You're important to God because you're his dear child and he has provided for you life and healing and health and deliverance. Praise God. I'm just going to insert a little testimony in here which I wrote in, in the book on grief. But after my dear Gordon went to be with the Lord, uh, my, my nervous system was quite compromised. And um, I just... You know, I just knew there was just something wrong with my nervous system. And uh, so I just reached out to the Word. And I, I found a scripture, I think it's Proverbs 2, and it's a verse in, in 2, where it says that God's Word is medicine to our nerves. Boy, did I take hold of that. Now, I took some vitamins, too, to help me, and I ate right. And, uh, but I would have attacks on my nervous system, even to the point of almost having panic attacks. And I remember if I had to go somewhere, I remember I was in Florida on vacation, and I had to drive from Orlando over to Sarasota and take the car back, because I was staying another week in Sarasota. And I got in that car, and I almost, had, I almost had a panic attack. I thought, oh, my goodness. And, I mean, I had my GPS. I knew where to go. I mean, I had all the directions. And I got on that road. I said, no, devil, mm -mm. you're not doing this to me. I said, my nervous system is healed. I refuse a, pan a panic attack. I'm getting in my car. I got on that road. I got on the, the freeway. And every mile... I was just praying in tongues, pleading the blood of Jesus over, over me. And every mile I drove down that road towards Sarasota, my body began to respond. Hallelujah. 
my nerves settled down, my mind settled down. And that was the end of that. But I'm not saying that he didn't come back a few more times because he did. But every time it got less and less. And the power of God just, just came on me and rose up within me. I knew my source. I knew my rights in God. And I took hold of it. But I could have just sat there and said, well, I guess I can't, just, I can't get in the car and drive today. I'm just a mess. Oh, no. You see, you've got to rise up, church. Believers, you've got to rise up in the authority and anointing of the Holy Ghost and say, healing is mine. I'm not going to. But you see, it's, it, it's a good fight. It's a good fight of faith because we start out winning. Amen. The devil can say, well, you're defeated. It's over. You're just never going to be normal again. No, no, no. On the authority of God's word, we will be normal again. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are normal in Jesus' name. Normal is healed. Glory to God. So uh, Paul was here focusing in Galatians 5 and verse 6. He was focusing on the love of God because he knew. What did he know? He knew, and he wrote this in Galatians 5, 6, faith works by love. So if nothing can separate us from the love of God and we maintain a love walk, then our faith is effectual and we get results. Our faith is effectual. And then uh, I read this in Romans 4, 21, and being fully persuaded, this was Abraham, that what God had promised he was also able to perform. So let's look a little further here about what it means to be fully persuaded. I just lo love doing word studies because it just makes things so clear. Amen. Some people like math, but I like words. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, to be fully persuaded means to make full, to fill up, to fill as it were, to the brim or to the full, to cause to abound, and then we could say to cause to abound in faith, to furnish or supply liberally the overflow, the abundant life. Hallelujah. So we need to say, I abound. I am liberally supplied. You can say it. I'm liberally supplied according to God's riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. That's the truth. Now, in Psalm 23, I just got something so fresh out of Psalm 23. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That means if he's our shepherd, we're going to not want in our physical body because Jesus has provided everything for us. And in the verse 5, it says, David said, You, Lord, you prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And the enemy we could call sickness, disease, and pain. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Oh, there's so much in this. The table that God has set before us is every provision in God's word that he has already prepared for us. Life-giving, healing bread. Jesus said over in uh, Matthew 15 and verse 26 to the Syrophoenician woman, who really didn't come under the covenant blessing at that time, but she pressed through because she had great faith. And he said, 
Healing is the children's bread. It belongs to us. It's, and what do we do with bread? We partake of it. We chew it. We assimilate it into our body to give us strength. Amen? And in the same way, from the table of the Father, we take the bread, God's healing bread, and we assimilate it by speaking it, speaking it, meditating on it, and acting upon it. So healing belongs to us right now. And see, the, the anointing is in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit confirms the word and affects God's healing power in our bodies. God watches over his what? His word. Not our complaining. His word. He watches over his word to perform it. He confirms the word with signs following, Mark 16. You know, that's, you know I'm convinced that all these churches, that don't, they don't preach healing and, and the fullness of the things of God. Well, nothing's happening in those churches. That's why we've got to have the word. We've got to have the word. So our cup runs over with what? Healing. Not sickness and disease. Our, I believe that the cup here is a picture of our spirit man that is so full of the word of God and it spills over into our body affecting healing and wholeness. You know, God works from the inside out. That's when you get so full of the word of God and you come to this place of being fully, fully, fully persuaded. The power of God that's in the word that's on the inside of you is just going to spill over and you're going to wake up and you're going to say, it's gone. The sickness has gone. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God does work from the inside out in the believer. Now, when there's manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then God works, as it were, from the outside to manifest his healing power in gifts of the Spirit and the working of miracles. So um, don't, and this is to do with the anointing. You know, if you're full of the Word of God there's an, and, and, and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, there is an anointing on your life. There's an anointing. No, you may not be aware of it. You may not sense it. Because we don't go around all the time in this state of, uh, you know, in the spirit. Because we have to function down here. But there are times that there are strong manifestations of the anointing of God upon our lives. But this healing anointing, if we're full of the word of God, we're so fully persuaded that, um, in other words, let this healing anointing on you your life, the anointing itself, affect other people. You know what I mean? Because the anointing on you can bring people your way and you can minister to them because they're going to sense that healing anointing. I know I had a friend and uh, we'd go out and have some retail therapy sometimes at the mall. And um, she was walking down the mall with me one day 
And she said, you know what? She said, every time I'm around, and I'm bragging on Jesus, I'm bragging it on him. But she said, every time I'm around you, she said, I feel this healing anointing. I went, what? You know, I mean, I didn't know it, but she picked up on it in her spirit. Amen. And what I'm saying to you, believers, is that when you walk around in your daily life, that you can have such a strong healing anointing on you that you are affecting other people. And guess what? You can lay, you know, we're believers. We can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Mark 16. Praise God. So, but don't, and then there's another point I want to bring out. I believe the Holy Spirit wants me to say this, that, okay, don't hide behind somebody else's anointing. In other words, we can be affected. I remember Brother Hagen said that this person uh, would be with him, and he had some kind of disease. And when he was around Brother Hagen, because of the strong healing anointing upon his life, that this person would receive and would walk in a measure of healing. I'm not saying a complete uh, manifestation, but because, uh, and then when he got away from Brother Hagen, and he went back to his place of wherever he resided, it didn't work because he had to develop the word of God in his life as, as well. So the time comes when God expects us to stand on the word of God for ourselves and develop and grow our own faith. And you know, when we are fully persuaded, we're not going to complain. We're not going to go around looking for sympathy. And I, and I do believe in godly compassion. We do need to have compassion for one another if we're hurting, if we're sick. But, um, you know, the time will come when you just forget about yourself and think, praise God, I'm getting better, I'm getting better, I'm getting better. And this is why it's so important after you, you've been prayed for that you know how to answer people. Because, you know, sometimes questions are innocent, but they really will trigger you to say things that you shouldn't say. Amen. In other words, you could be saying, well, you were prayed for last night at healing school. How are you? Praise God, I'm getting better. And that's it. That's all you need to say. Praise God, I'm getting better. But I have compassion for those who are, are struggling to enter into this wonderful, wonderful provision of healing in their lives. So when we're fully persuaded, we will carry this healing anointing on our life, affecting and sparking others to receive their healing too. So we need a fresh commitment tonight, folks, a fresh commitment to fill ourselves with God's healing word. And we have so many ways that we can fill our life with God's healing word. We can listen to it. We can read it. We can confess it. We can watch all kinds of, of good programs. And, um, but our faith needs to be fed on a regular basis. Don't let a day go by whereby you don't confess healing scriptures over your body. When you first get up in the morning, it doesn't take long. While you're, you get up and you're making your bed and you can just be saying all kinds of healing scriptures while that first five minutes of your day, while you're drinking your coffee or I drink my tea. But there are so many opportunities to just stop and, and just 
Feed your faith. Feed your faith. Speak out loud because your ears need to hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, we have such an awesome advantage here in this church. Healing teachings and faith are going forth on a regular basis. We get fed in this church. Hallelujah. So we're without excuse. There's no reason to vacillate between two opinions. You know, one day you may think, well, I'm fully persuaded. And the next day you get out, well, I'm not sure if I'm fully persuaded. Because you are, you are ruled by your feelings. You're ruled by the thought life. This is why you have to gird up the loins of your mind and say, no, I'm not going to think like that. I'm going to talk like that. I'm going to go back to what the Word says because the Word is truth and the Word is changing my circumstances. Amen. So there is a cure. <laughs> There's a cure for being almost persuaded. Okay? We, we're not going to be in that class of people where we're almost persuaded. We can say like Abraham, praise God, I am fully persuaded that what God has told me it's going to be, it's going to come to pass. I mean, if anybody had an excuse to be almost persuaded, it was Abraham. I mean, he had everything in the natural realm against him, but he had God's word. He had the word of the Lord to him, and we have the word of the Lord to us, and we're the seed of Abraham. And Abraham's blessings are ours. Amen. We're in Christ and everything that belongs in Christ belongs to us. And we need to avail ourselves of it. Praise God. I trust that you're encouraged tonight to be a fully persuaded believer. Amen. Amen. I just, I just want to wait on the Lord a minute and see which direction to go. I believe God wants to do some things here tonight. And he wants to manifest his power, his glory, his, uh, his healing anointing to affect your life tonight. Amen. Um, I want to know how many, how many here tonight are, are in pain? How many are in pain? Amen. Well, stand up, both of you that are in pain. No, there's more than two. Just stand up if you're in pain. Let's take authority over this pain. In the name of Jesus. Now put your hand on yourself. Put your hand on your head, your chest, or wherever. And, and make, a, make a commit. Say, declare this tonight in faith. And say, in the name of Jesus, I'm not tolerating pain in my body. It doesn't belong to me. It, Jesus took my pains. He took my sicknesses, and I speak to you, pain, and I command you to go. I command the source of this pain to be healed in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I thank you for a healing anointing tonight, just to, just to as a mighty rushing river of healing to come over this congregation tonight. Let there be a healing flow. Let the healing waters flow tonight in this place, Father. This is your will to manifest your mighty, mighty healing power in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I want everybody to stand. You know, the Spirit of God is moving here tonight. So let's not be in a rush. Hope you're not in a rush. I want you to stand. And 
whatever your need is tonight in your physical body, or maybe even in, in the mental realm, whatever realm it's not, everything isn't in divine order as God has ordained it to be. God wants you so f to come to the table tonight and partake of he <clears throat> healing bread. Hallelujah. <coughs> Excuse me. Raise your hands, everybody. Raise your hands in submission to Jesus, the healer. Jesus, the healer, you're the head of the church. And we bow before you tonight. We acknowledge your goodness and your mercy and your loving kindness tonight. And we pray, Father God, that there will be like a rushing mighty wind go through this place, rivers of living water. Let the, the river of God just wash over us tonight, refresh us. And do a work within us, Father, in our physical bodies. It's not your will for us to be infirm in any area. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you honor your word. You honor your word this night. And that your power flows over this room. Flows over this room in mighty waves of healing power, Father. In the name of Jesus. Oh, and the Spirit of the Lord would say this to you tonight, that the time is now. Do not relegate your healing to a future event. The time is now to receive, says the Spirit of God. And even as I have been uh, breathing upon you, and even as the river, my river of healing, anointing, the river of God from the throne room has come and is washing over you tonight to instill within you a confidence and assurance that you are standing here in the presence of Almighty God and He is doing a work within you. He is doing a work within you. He is reviving you in the midst of the years. He is reviving you in the midst of the years. And do not say, I'm too old for healing. It's just too late. No, the Spirit of God says, it is not too late. Healing is now. Healing belongs to you. Therefore, be big receivers this night and stand before your Father and rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of the glory of God. Be receivers, says the Spirit of God. Let's just worship the Lord tonight. Oh, he is so worthy. He is so worthy. Worship him. Worship him in spirit and truth. If you want to worship him in tongues, you want to worship him in English, just worship the Lord tonight. Say, Lord, I receive. I receive. I receive. Oh, just revel in his presence now. Revel in his sweet presence. 
Pileşti batı grasini iştay. İmbrosim aşti be tekeke. Oh, you're wonderful, Lord. You're so precious. You're so wonderful. You're so good to us. Kileştay. Kileştay. Kileştay. Himosoto. Imboto. Imboto krosimiştay. Imosopahaha. Oh, havsita aştiva krositeştay. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Aştiva kaladeytay. Ishtiva kaladeytay. Hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mighty power, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when Jesus said, it is finished, it is finished. <laughs> Healing is ours. Sickness and disease were finished at the cross. Amen. And we're walking as children of the Most High God with our head raised and our hands raised in adoration to Him, praising Him for every good and perfect gift He has given to us. Hallelujah. Oh, just say out loud, I thank you, Lord, for healing me. It's so good to be healed. I feel good because you've made me good. And healing is good. And I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Chip, I'll hand it back to you. It's been a joy being with you tonight. Oh, it's been such a joy. Hallelujah. The Lord has refreshed us, revived us, and done so much in our lives. And if you receive something tonight, write it down. Let the pastor know what God's done for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Chip. You came expecting, didn't you? You did. God always is in the midst of the people singing his praises. You can stand on that. Isaiah 54 says this, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Your heritage is that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Not one single one. Not sickness, not lack. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. But that means they're going to try to form against you, doesn't it? So it's your job to stand in faith, knowing that you have the victory. We fight, we live, and we love from a place of victory in Jesus Christ. Isn't he good? You know, we used to, we used to sing a song that would sing that verse. And whenever my kids aren't feeling good or whenever I'm not feeling good, I sing that song. And if Ryan will stop playing because he's going to throw me off, it's a, it's a good song for you guys to, to memorize. And you know Pastor Mike's song that he tells you? It's so good to be healed. It's so good to be healed. By his stripes I know I'm healed. It's so good to be healed. Right? So if you're ever in question, 
God, I know what your word says because I'm going to sing it right back to you. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You guys remember that song? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It won't work. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It won't work for my God will do what he said he would do. He will always come through. His word is true. That no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It won't work. Sing that. Amen. When you need to be reminded that your God's word is true and that whatever is coming on you cannot stand against you. Whenever it's trying to form against you, you kick that right in the teeth and say, no weapon, devil, that is formed against me shall prosper. The word of God is true. Stand on it. Use it. It is your advantage. Be fully persuaded. Barbara, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Would you guys give her one more round of applause? Be sure to stop by and talk to her. Let her know that you, that you were blessed by her tonight. Go buy all of the books that she has back there. I have Job's Jeopardy. It's blessed me. She is an amazing woman of God. And she lives it out. And she is fully persuaded. God, help us to be like that. Fully persuaded in all that we do, knowing that you love us, Father God. And that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen. We love you guys. Have a great, uh, great evening. This is a great way to start your week. Carry that blessing into the week. Come back and join us on Wednesday night. I get the, the privilege to speak with you. I'd love to see you again. Have a great week, guys. We love you.